I could almost send you home with that, couldn't I? Just almost could. The scripture is found in the Sermon on the Mount, one of our favorite places to look in the Bible. Jesus is often telling very good stories there. Of course, he talks about the Beatitudes. Then he includes some things that are very difficult to hear. This is some of them, beginning at verse 38 in chapter 5. You have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. Even if someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Aaron's dad showed up home. It was later, it was after work. Found on the message, the phone message uh, machine, a word from his daughter. And Aaron said this, Dad, I'm the scripture reader this Sunday at church. And I have that passage where Jesus said, turn the other cheek. You know, that passage, right? Do the other gospels have the same passage? Is it different in the other gospels? Could you let me know because, well, no offense, Dad, but I think Jesus is wrong. Hmm. What did Jesus exactly mean when he says, turn the other cheek? It is a subject in the church. We've often acted somewhat like this young girl did, trying to find a simpler way to get to it. Kind of say he really didn't mean it that way. But when you read Matthew's gospel, he's always saying to us, if you believe in Jesus, you do what he says. That's what he says. In our world today, he's someone who teaches us all about his love. He gives us a new direction. Jesus isn't wrong, is he? We might prefer an easier way to go, maybe thinking something about, well, you know, what if we just act a little nicer? instead of being uh, ones who pay them back for what they've done wrong. And Jesus, though, is right. There are two things he challenges us with. He teaches us about life with God and how it is real. He lets us know that today we can do things we never could do before because of God's love, mercy, grace, and protection. Today we can love now because God loves us. We can forgive now because God has forgiven us. We can be careful and generous to others because God has taken care of and been generous to us. Because Jesus lives, he tells us we will live also. We can do what Jesus says here because Jesus did it himself. He showed us how. He wants you to know, not only can I tell you, but I can show you that God's love is real, is present, and it's here for us right now. He wants to know that we are not alone. He's not giving us difficult things to do just to test us. He's doing it because he loves us, and he knows he's with us. To let you know that the chapter goes on, the very last verse Verse 47 says, 
Jesus says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. That may sound like the test no one could pass. Well, if you got through all the other difficult things, that one get you for sure. Because we aren't perfect, but he is. But think of it this way. Jesus put in front of us a goal we to live for. Saying to us, there's not another goal that's good enough for what I want from you. And what you can do because you follow me. You and I know that lots of people aren't convinced Christianity really works. They think it's just a bunch of people who go to church and like each other a lot. And not not too mean. They're okay to get along with. It's only when we do things out of the ordinary they really notice that it works. When Jesus says we do things like to forgive your enemy, not get even... You do things like caring for them, turning the other cheek. They know that's different. When you learn to do that, they notice that God's love is real in you. Not something made up, not something that someone else just told you. There's something you're showing. And that convinces them, most of all, that God loves us. He cares for us. He has a plan for us, and we can follow it. But you know, the urge to get even is a strong urge. Why can't we do that? Jesus would ask us, why can we not do it? I love our children's sermon. They almost gave part of my sermon away, but it was good. It's good because you and I think about how many times we're tempted to get even. And maybe for most adults, when you're driving down the road, it's a, an opportune time to remember that. Because if you ride down 144 long enough... You're going to have someone, either you make mad or makes you mad, okay? It just comes with sharing that turf with so many people. And you ever had to happen? Someone pulls out in front of you. What do you do? Do you pull up on their bumper? And blah, 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 blah. You know, I've heard it. People wave you. When they ride by, they wave at you. It's a different kind of sign they're using. And the language, well, you don't want to interpret it because you've made them mad and they've done something that upset them. Very common. It goes on in our culture all the time. How do you respond to that? What do we do? It can escalate, you know. People can first uh, give you the signs. They can give you the language. They can ride on your bumper. They can pull around and slam on brakes in front of you. I heard a newscast a couple of weeks ago where in California, two people were, uh, when they had road rage going, they pulled off, pulled out guns, and shot each other. I'm going, Lordy me. They don't know not to take revenge, do they? Getting even just doesn't... When do you stop getting even? You know, the why you can't do it is because where is even anymore? You know, if someone does wrong to you and the scale goes like this, all of a sudden you do something to them and they think the scale went like this. You thought it went like that, but that's not what they thought. It went like that. Now they have to get even again and whoop, and you're going, uh-uh, whoop, and when do you stop? Even if you manage to get it there at some point, they just simply tire out it can happen again. Anytime we simply try to stay even. Because even seems to be impossible. And Jesus says, there's something better anyway. I like to tell this story. Since my brother's not here to hear it, I can tell it my way. And uh, we were 13 and 14 years old when it happened. It's a long time ago. It's one of my favorite stories. We were out in the backyard playing with our friends, group of friends with us, and I don't really know why it started, but he and I got to fight with each other. That's just a brother thing, you know? And we were just tussling on the ground, and our friends were circled around us, and 
we were just busy. We were just into it, not really hurting each other, but, you know, being like brothers would be. Uh, and my mom noticed in the house what was going on. So she comes out the door and walks up to us. We're still on the ground tussling, not noticing a thing. And she bends over and pulls us apart. We stand up. She looks at us and says to us, Now, I want you to kiss and hug. In my mind, I thought there's got to be another option. There's just got to be another choice. We're going to wait a minute and see what else she says. So we both stand there for a minute, not doing a thing. She looks at us and said, Okay, I have another choice for you. That sounded good. And she said, I'm going to give you a whipping and then you're going to kiss and hug. Which one's it going to be? And we kissed and hugged right there in front of all of our friends. I never wanted to take revenge again in my life. It was just hard. I mean, right there, I learned a lesson. We were each pointing fingers at each other. He started. No, he started. She said she didn't care who started it. I think that's the way God is. He doesn't care who started it. He cares how we respond to it. How do we, in this life, act like we believe? There's only one way, as Jesus describes it. You learn to do what he tells you. Whether it's simple or difficult. Some people wonder if this Christian faith is real. They see us sitting here. They think it's a great group of people a nice place. But when they can see you doing things that the rest of the world doesn't do, then they know it's real. They know that Jesus makes a difference in life. He makes a difference in us. Being a Christian is not always easy. He never said that. But is being together. Is not living alone but daring to enter into relationships and friendships because that's the way he has taught us to live. Sometimes we're going to make each other mad. I promise you it's going to happen. It happens in families. It happens in neighborhoods. It happens among best friends. Sometimes you're going to do something that's going to make another person mad. It's going to hurt them, at least in their mind, if not physically. And what's your choice when it happens? Church is about also making choices. And our choice when others upset us, do something that hurts us, what is our response? Of course, the natural response is, I'm going to get even. I'm going to do something that pays you back for what you've done to me. But our good news of Jesus teaches us that God has already paid back everything. Our job, our care is to love people just as Jesus would. People will see that and know that what we talk about here, what we live together here is real because they see it in us. In our children of every age and adults of every age, the same word is to you choose this day how you're going to serve him. And you'll choose it best when you stand in front of someone who's just made you mad. I want you to think, as our invitation today, I want you to make a, in your mind a plan. I don't know when it's going to happen that you'll, you'll use your plan, but I want you to make a plan. Whether you're this tall or you're this tall, someone is going to upset you. Someone's going to do something that will make you mad or angry in the future. It may be in 15 minutes. It may be in five days. Somewhere in that interval, it's probably going to happen. 
I want you to choose now how you're going to respond. Don't let your reactions do it, but choose now. Will you do what Jesus says? If someone's hurt you, instead of getting even, which is impossible to do, do better than that. Get ahead. Turn and forgive and love someone, even as Jesus would, and see what happens next. Would you pray with me? Our Father, we thank you for your love and care that comes in the right measure. We thank you that you teach us as your children, no matter our age, that we're to behave in a way that Jesus showed us. Help us to grow from our childhood to our adulthood in every age to follow you, to know what you said is true and we're called to follow you. In Jesus we ask, amen.